スタイル今次の放送はファンによるファンのためのファン放送ポッドキャルチアポッドキャストですこの番組はフランスファンがやりくの財布の敵を日程送ります Hey guys! Welcome back to another Sentai Tastic episode of Fan Holes Sentai Saturday. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your version up hosts tonight in his determined pose. And joining me tonight is one of my fellow fan holes. Why don't you give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight? Hey, this is Maggie Justin number one. Yeah. So we are here as part of a larger banner. We're here as part of the Fan Holes Fright Fest this year. This is a thing we like to do in October where we talk about spooky dooky, scary type stuff. And we try to find kind of Halloween or scary themed episodes that we can focus on on Sentai Saturdays. And there were two episodes suggested by Justin, and we're here to discuss them as part of Fan Holes Fright Fest. And the first series that we're going to be talking about is Science Squad Dynaman. And this was a series that ran from 1983 to 1984. And of course, it featured five different ranger type characters. I guess what I'll do is I'll go into a hopefully brief synopsis of the episode. This is Dynaman episode five. It's titled The Evolution Beast's Scary Dream, and it first aired March 5th, 1983. The primordial soup is triggered by General Carr to create the evolved beast, Evolve Tapir. Evolve Tapir gets ready for bed and, in doing so, causes human children to have nightmarish dreams. They then see Dracula, a three eyed man who kind of looks like Tenshin Han and Onari from Kamen Rider Ghost, had a baby, what I presume to be a hunchback or wolfman, Justin and I will discuss, what I presume to be a wolfman or an ape man, Justin and I will discuss, and a skeleton man. As the children head to the Yumino Invention Center, they again see the nightmarish images. Just as they begin to ring around the rosy toward the children, all the Dynamen enter with their Dyna Kicks, knocking the five visions into the foot soldiers of the Evolution Empire, Tail Soul. They are humanoid lizards with red eyes, green and black skin, and one tail. As the Dynaman chase the tail soldiers away from the children, they hear the loud snoring of the evolved taper from the nearby house. When they investigate, they find the taper who leaps out of the bedroom and unleashes the terror of his, quote, pillow of dreams, unquote. The tapir beats on the pillow like a taiko, which is a Japanese drum, and creates evil doppelgangers of the Science Squad Dynaman. The shadow of the Dynaman and Prince Megiddo arrives to deliver on the nightmare powers of the evolved tapir. Whatever the children dream will actually occur in real life. Because of this, the children all want Tachibana Ray, aka Dyna Pink, to stay with them so they don't have bad dreams. The other Dynamen, in their civilian identities, all agree to stay with each of the individual children during the dream crisis. Even though Ray reads one of the little girls a nice bedtime story, 
all the children are unfortunately unable to avoid the nightmares. Dan Hokdo gets the idea to issue a challenge to the evolved tapir, which mocks him for only scaring the children. Incensed, he beats the hell out of his tail soldiers that delivered the message and promptly goes to bed. The little girl, Emmy, then dreams of the Dynamen's death at the hands of their shadow selves. When the battle takes place in the real world, the Dynamen have switched places with their shadow selves and then attack the tail soldiers after Evolved Tapir thinks he's won. Then they all transform into the Dyna Red, Black, Blue, Yellow, and Pink. They Dyna Kick, Dyna Dash, Dyna Punch, and Dyna Super Dynamite the hell out of Evolved Tapir. Tapir then goes through the Big Bang process to become Kaiju-sized. The Dynaman launch Dijupiter, Dynamobile, Dynagary to combine to form into Dynarobo. They unleash the Science Sword and destroy Evolve Tapir once and for all. All the Dynaman and children can now dream peaceful dreams, with the exception of Dyna Blue, who pulls a Jack Tripper and falls out of his hammock in terror at the end for end of episode laughter. And that is the synopsis for the Evolution Beast's Scary Dream. Now, I guess for me, I was I was kind of telling Justin, like, I don't have too much experience with Dynaman proper. Like, this is the first time I've watched episodes of Dynaman subtitled in Japanese. I do remember on USA, like, where they had the, the night flicks or whatever, and they had, like, those kind of phony dubs of Dynaman where it was done for comedic purposes. Like, I do have memories of that, because I, I used to watch things like, you know, Rhonda Shear, you know, Up All Night and Gilbert Godfrey and all that kind of stuff, and I think that was kind of in the same vein. Like, it was one of those late-night things where you're like, what the, you know, it's like when you kind of stumble into Santa Claus versus the Martians at, like, 3 a.m. on Christmas, you know, it's like, you're like, what the fuck is this? And then you're sort of captivated by it. And I don't even know at the time that I made the, you know, I think when I watched it, it was before Power Rangers ever existed. So then, you you know what I mean? Like, I I don't know that I ever made all the the dots connect because there weren't dots to connect to at the time until later if that makes sense it's like timey-wimey kind of shenanigans but that that was my main kind of exposure to dynaman and so but i i really enjoyed this i liked it i i watched the first episode and thought the characters were pretty kick-ass and i i liked this episode as well yeah i, I don't have any memory of that version of dynaman i think that maybe was a little bit before my time but um like i didn't even know that existed until like the internet became uh, a thing because like I, I was like participating in these like ranger board discussions like you know late 90s and stuff and then someone kind of brought that up and i was like what are you talking about like i is, is that real or you, you know making something up and he's like oh no it's real and then i remember like this ago i saw one maybe two minute clip on youtube and that's all i've ever seen of that version of dynamite yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there were a whole hell of a lot of episodes. I think they just have had like maybe eight or so to put into rotation or something. Like, I don't, I could be mistaken. Maybe they dubbed the hell out of a lot of them, but I, I don't think they did it with too many episodes. It's kind of like, like almost like, like a mystery science theater three thousand, but with Ranger stuff like that over. Like that's kind of that's kind of how I think of it at any rate. Like they didn't really take they didn't really take the characters and the villains seriously as far as I could tell. Like, you know, it's like, it's like they were always kind of, you know, I mean, that, that was the whole point. It was kind of played for, for laughs or whatever. So if you're a, a purist, you know, if like, if like you want Super Sentai to be taken seriously and you want Diane to be something that you, that, that is not to be mocked, like that, that probably wouldn't be your cup of tea or anything. But I, I have to say, even coming from that as, as a background, like I still think like a lot of the stuff in, in the series that I've seen so far and in this episode were were fun and good and everything. I mean, there, there were things that reminded me of other stuff. Like, can we talk about like, the, I guess the Dynamans costumes? Cause they, they kind of talk about how, I guess the original intent was not so much that they were going to be a science squad, but that they were somehow going to be like a baseball themed Sentai team. Like, have you ever, like yeah, like, like, cause, cause this oh. is, it didn't really click for me, but when they said that, I kind of was like, Oh, yeah, because at the end, 
you know, when they do the super move, it's like they when they combine, they they kind of use the term grand slam, you know, and and like and like their outfits, like I was kind of like they kind of look like baseball players with sentai helmets to me, like like when I'm actually like looking at it. So I can kind of see like that there was still kind of the even though they changed it, you know, mid-year to, to something a little different, I, I can still sort of see the the original concept that sort of still is is part of that blueprint for those characters. I mean, I, I was kind of thinking about it, and I was like, I was like, dude, these characters could like you know play baseball with like fuck Bokai over on you know the holodeck or something like that, you know, like because because yeah. like that I was kind of like, yeah, that, that kind of looks like a Japanese baseball outfit to me, except for. You know they they've got the the Sentai helmets and everything, but I yeah I don't know like what do you what do you kind of think of the 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 suit and the design and all that kind of stuff? I like them. Uh, I did not know that little piece of trivia though, but now that you mention it, I can like I can see it, and it's kind of it's kind of weird to to know that now. I think also like I was kind of noticing influences, and uh, you know I I was kind of thinking about like the time frame of stuff, and like. I guess I mean I, I don't know like you you can you can tell me if you agree with me or not but I, I kind of found the I guess the evolution empire the tailed clan like I guess you know I was thinking you know because it's like the emperor is like the nine tailed emperor Aton you know and so I was thinking about you know the nine tailed fox from Naruto but it seems like every general or every subservient character under the emperor it's like general car is like seven tailed and then prince megiddo is like what what is he like the five tailed like it keeps going down right and like and like so i was like sitting there kind of going well prince megiddo for some reason and like even some of the like the ships that they have in the tailed clan like i was kind of like is it just me or does that like to me that reminds me of you know go lion or voltron in the sense that like i was like i don't know prince megiddo seems like a prince lotor type like they were talking about how they were trying to play him up as like the, you know, bishy kind of, or at least that was the original intent that he was going to be this this beautiful man, you know, type thing or whatever. And I was kind of like, yeah, he kind of reminds, I don't know, for me, he kind of reminded me of Lotor from from Voltron. Like not, you know, exactly, but just the, the fact that he's a prince and that he kind of was intended to be this kind of, you know, evil but yet uh, alluring, you know, male that is, you know, kind of you know, subordinate to like a, an evil emperor like Zarkon or something. And then, and then their ships, the way they're kind of designed with like teeth and kind of, they, they kind of have that weird skullish looking thing. Like it kind of reminded me of like, you know, how they had like the row beasts and the, the different ships on that show. And I, I was like looking at that and I was like, Oh, I wonder, you know, cause you know, sometimes you, you're like, you hear the thing of like, somebody says, you know, oh, well, Power Rangers is just a ripoff of Voltron. And then, of course, everybody loses their crap that knows anything and goes, well, Sentai, you know, Super Sentai precedes Voltron. But specifically for this show, like, Go Lion was, what, in, like, 81 or 82 or something like that? So it's like, that predates Dynamon. So I was just wondering, I, w- I was, like, wondering if if they sort of scratched each other's backs, so to speak. You know, like like one one kind of yeah. you know ate its own tail and influenced the other or something like that. I I haven't seen every episode of Dynamon, but I know I know when you get further into it, like uh, that prince has like his own very specific uh, kind of continuing story. You know, it, it's funny you mentioned the thing about the tails because that is the ranking system, and he eventually loses a tail while he's in battle with Dynamon, and that like infuriates him. And then he's kind of further taken down a notch because this sexy evil Sentai lady came. She comes in and she kind of like steals his thunder. Like she's better at fighting the Dynaman than he is. So he kind of feels like, you know, like she took his thunder and he's kind of like, I guess he's like feeling emasculated because he's like less a tail and he's just furious over this and just seething with anger. And he's just, you know, out for blood pretty much the whole time. And, like I said, I haven't finished watching the series, but I always thought his story was a pretty interesting aspect. But I hadn't thought of the the Voltron connection, and when you compare him to Prince Votaro like that, that does kind of like strike a chord. In my, in my yeah, thoughts. yeah. I mean, I'll I'll keep going down. I mean, we'll get into the specifics of the episode, but I, since we're on a roll with kind of the comparison thing, like the the other thing that I thought of, like when they turn into Dyna Robo 
the design of Dynarobo reminds me of a couple things, and I guess one would predate it, which is Combatler V, you know, like, I guess would be the, I guess, better known to U.S. audiences as Combatra from the Shogun Warriors, but, like, it, it kind of has that similar design where it's like a robot with kind of a upside-down V-shaped head kind of-ish, you know, like that that kind of notion. It's got, like, the blues and the reds and everything. And then the other thing that I couldn't help but think of when they, they merged was, you know you know how the GoBots had their power suits, and then they were, like, what was it, like, Power Warrior Courageous or whatever, and they all, like, merged? Like, it kind of reminded me of that, too. So, like, I was I was thinking of, I mean, I guess that's just a, probably a, a trope design of, of a lot of Japanese mech, but those were two two mech that I thought of, you know, or super robots or whatever you want to call them when I saw the, the Dyna Robo combined form and everything. And, you know, the fact that it has a, a science sword and, and, you know, that's kind of similar to most of the, you know, the either Super Sentai Voltron, you know, what have you tropes of the, the, the various series and everything. So I want to ask you this, like last Halloween, we watched an episode of Sun Vulcan. So watching Dynaman, were you, happy or displeased that there was no like dynamite equivalent of or plasma uh i mean i i don't know like maybe if i keep watching it like then i'll I'll find that but i mean it seems like the science sword is going to be like the big thing you know that takes out the 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 bad guys or whatever but i don't know i i i yeah but Unlike Oroplasma Geist, they only say like science sword, like yeah, yeah. So they don't, they don't, they don't constantly like beat you into the ground with it or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fine. I mean, I, I, I think that, um, I think that I, I would imagine that you know, again, you know, without without getting into too much, you know, minutia over it. I mean, I, I kind of expect a certain level of mathematical strategic consistency from super sentai from this era you know kind of the same way you would expect like you know david banner to hulk out at the 22 minute mark you know like i i don't you know it's like it's like that's just the way tv was written and made and so i'm not gonna like i i don't view that as a, a negative it's it but but again it's it's kind of like one of those things where you're like oh i'm sure the science sword is going to be put to good use in this series you know over the course of the episodes and everything and you know i i guess the the other thing too is like i i think like some obviously this is much more of a I don't know. Like, I, I don't know that this is necessarily a showcase for any any one of the the Dynamen. It's funny because I watched the first episode and I like I really liked the concealing leaves ninja art. Like, I was like, that's so fucking badass. Like, he fucking like leaps out of the fucking <laughs> leaves and shit. And it's like he's not even there and stuff. And yeah. so, like, obviously, like that's that's uh, Hoshikawa Ryu. And that's Dinah Black, and so he's he's obviously got this kind of ninja skill background and everything like that. And like, I mean, he doesn't. I mean, he's in the episode, but it, it, like I said, it's not like it plays to the strengths of of one particular character or or anything. But then the the other thing is, I guess by this point you have to know the characters fairly well because they're they're already kind of busting out their you know, infinity war doppelgangers, I guess, you know, for lack of a better term, because they're, it's kind of what I was calling their, their shadow selves. And this might be something fun to talk about, but it's like, I, I sort of had to keep it straight in my head and, and I'll, I'll go through this with you and you, you can tell me what you think too. And then there's some, I guess, factoids or, or, or kind of trivia about the versions of their shadow selves. But you've got like, you've got Tachibana Ray, who's Dinah Pink, who was, you know, trying to stay with that one girl, Emmy, you know, give her like nice dreams, you know, read her like nice bedtime stories and stuff like that. And she's Dinah Pink, but then her shadow self to me, I was kind of like, well, she kind of looks like a, a version of Robin Hood, I guess. Like that's kind of what I took it as, yeah, you know, like I she was kind of like yeah. this, this, and then they all kind of have this weird, I want to say like, like spooky goth eyeliner and, and makeup and everything like that, that yeah. like that they're, there's yeah. some kind of supernatural you know, they're, they're dressed up for Halloween, essentially. Like, they're, they're, there's something spooky to their... You know, it's not just Robin Hood. It's like it's it's like a spooky-dookie Robin Hood kind of thing or whatever. And that's true of, like, all these descriptors <laughs> that I'm, I'm about to give. And then you've got, like, Nango Kasaku, who's Dinah Yellow. And I, I kind of think, like... I, I mean, I, I've only seen a couple episodes. My vibe is he's kind of carrying on the legacy of, like, Daisuke Bon 
like in Battle Fever J, because like Battle Cossack, like he was kind of like, or I guess Battle Cossack too, you know, like he was kind of like the the Wolverine of the group, like he was, you know, like the fact that he's like running around being the 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 that guy, you know, and that kind of thing, and and like the fact that he has the cowboy hat, kind of like a Wolverine had the cowboy hat and that kind of thing. Like I kind of thought it was similar in tone to to that character. Um, but he he is actually the like a shadow cowboy, you know, like he he he's an evil looking cowboy is his shadow self, and then you've got uh, Shime Yasuke who's Dinah Blue, and he's pretty much like Shadow Bruce Lee with size. Like that's that's pretty much yeah. what what you yeah. get out of that. Like he's he's got Electra size or Raphael size or whatever, but for the most part he's running around like. <laughs> You know, like doing all the the Bruce Lee shit, like Wah! you know, and and like you know punching people and and doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's basically just Bruce Lee. I mean, that that's the only I I know that's you know I guess obvious trivia or whatever, but that's definitely what they were going for. And then Hoshikawa Ryu, Dinah Black, his Shadow Self is I guess the Shadow Jubei, I guess, which is like a famous ninja. So like it's specifically a ninja. He's the one with like the the, the eye, eye patch. patch. Yeah. So and then I guess I I don't know. I mean I mean I don't know. I guess I guess Dan Hokdo is kinda of the, the white bread guy because he, he's kinda of like just your basic what, like shogun pretty much? Is that what we were supposed to get out of his Shadow Self get up? Like that's the only thing I wasn't a hundred percent on. I thought maybe he was like Shadow Goth, like Musashi, maybe, but I don't mm. know. I know you mentioned the uh, the monsters earlier, and I kind of had a note about that. You know, like last year when we watched Sun Vulcan, like there was a Dracula yeah. episode, and I kind of made yeah. fun of him because like he was just like a guy wearing a dress shirt, but like at least in this episode, like Dracula looks like a classic. Yeah, Dracula. yeah. I mean, I I could definitely. I mean, I there was no question that that was supposed to be Dracula. The other stuff maybe we can talk about because I didn't know what some of those things were supposed to be per se. Like I had guesses, but I'm kind of curious, like, cause I, I gave my half-assed explanation of what they were in the synopsis, but like, I mean, the skeleton man and the Dracula, I think are pretty much given statements, right? Like what, what did you think of the other three? And then I think the other one's a wolf man. Wait, which, and... which one is the wolf man? The one in the suit, the, the black kind of, like hairy one or or is it the other weird looking thing with the funky hair and the i don't know the gym suit or whatever that is <laughs> well there's one who has like a suit yes right? and then the other one has the uh-huh. fuzzy hair like this the one in the suit, suit is is like... you're saying it's a wolf man not an ape man right i don't know like because to me it kind of looked like a little bit like i was like is that like a recycle remember that I don't remember what the Japanese name of the show is, but remember that like one where they time travel and and go to like the future and it's like Planet of the Apes, but in Japan. Like I was like, is that a leftover mask from that? Like that's that's what I was like, wondering about. But I don't know. But but you no no that's why I asked. I, I'm not I'm not definitive. I don't know. That's why I was like I was like if you think it's Wolfman, if, you know you know I, stick to your guns and tell me it's a Wolfman. But I I just wasn't sure. That's all. I'm not sure now that you mention it. Like I don't know. I I thought it was a Wolfman. I'd have to go back and like review it again. The um, and then there's one guy. I guess like like I think you're okay. right about that. And then then there's that one guy. He has like a third eye. Like I don't yeah. know what he's supposed to be. Like, well, kind of like evil. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I I, I was thinking like because I wonder like what like Tenshinhan represents in you know like the third eye. Like is it like it's like he's he's yeah. a cyclops but not. I mean, that's wrong. Like, he's not a Cyclops, but you you know what I mean? Like, it's like he's got two eyes, and then he's got the yeah. extra third eye. But, you know, I, I, I was just trying to think, like, is that atypical for a nightmarish image in Japan? Like, I, I don't know. You know, like, I was just like, I don't, I mean, I guess that's kind of weird, right? But I, I don't know that I had, yeah. you know, I don't know that, I don't know, you and I ever had nightmares about a three-eyed man or anything <laughs> like that. I mean, I might have nightmares about Onari yeah. from fucking Ghost, because he annoys the hell out of me, but I don't know about, you know. Yeah. So my favorite thing about this episode, this is, since we're talking about monsters, the main monster for this episode, Evolve Tapir, he wears pajamas when he's sleeping. <laughs> I love that. He, he doesn't wear anything when he's fighting. Like, when he's getting ready to fight, like, he rips off his pajamas. But, like, whenever he's sleeping and he's got the little snot bubble blowing, like, he's got his jammies on. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> 
yeah, to me, I was like, I, I think you pinged me the other night, and you're like, what are you up to? And I'm like, I'm just watching the Dynamon Dyna kick the shit out of this, like, Freddy Krueger opossum-looking motherfucker. <laughs> and I, I didn't even know I didn't even know what he was supposed to be, really. So I, I had to look it up, because I was like, what the fuck is a taper? I was like, I guess it's practically extinct. I don't know. It's like this pig-looking thing that has a big snout. Like, I don't know what it is, but I was just... Hey. I think, and I'm sure like listeners will correct me if I'm wrong, but like I think in Japan, like a tapir is a creature that is associated like like Sandman over here. Like he, yeah, he can like yeah. eat evil dreams, and he can okay, give you evil okay. dreams. Like I've seen, yeah, yeah, I've seen that in like Digimon and a is few that, other anime. They, they they were saying something about it's similar. Like certain Pokemon were designed to look like tapirs, and they had like dream powers or something like that like i you know there was something some reference to um some kind of pokemon thing i think it was let me see like, i know the one you're talking about but i don't know i thought i read something about that but maybe it was when i looked up on this beast guy here we go i'll check let me see what does it say he, he kind of looks like a tapir and i think his power is like hypnosis like basically putting people to sleep if Mike was here, he could, like, confirm this. Oh, there's, there's one called Drowsy. Yeah. That was not a, uh, uh, I guess, folklore, uh, Japanese or otherwise, and 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 also not an animal I was uh, familiar with. So so I was, I, I was, when I first watched it, before I sort of researched, like, what, what is a tapir? Like, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know, some diamond are kicking the shit out of some Freddy Krueger opossum motherfucker. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on here, but, yeah. So... Oh. One final thing, and um, I know we've kind of mentioned this before, but, like, it just kind of occurred to me again when I was watching this episode, but, like, you know, the, you and I have talked, to, you and I have talked about, like, the unsung heroes of Toku, and, like, I, I still think they're the guys who have to, like, compose songs for mm. the boys, because it's mm. like, it's like, you know, we're Dynaman, and this is our theme song, I'm like, okay, and then it's like, now here's us, here's our song about Dyna Jupiter, which is our flying carrier, it launches our mix. And kids, you can go buy it. And it's like, like your your job is to like compose a song about this like Dino Jupiter, make it exciting for kids, and like make them want to like go buy it. I'm just like, I don't know. I guess I'm still kind of hung up on that. Almost like <laughs> those, those guys, like they deserve like a pat on the back or something. Right, right. Because they 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 have to take it seriously and engage yeah. children, and also make like a at least a competent piece of music, you know, like yeah. where it's like, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's probably what my, my acting teachers would have referred to as like the dog food, cat food commercials. It's like, you're not, you know, you, you want yeah. some meaty role and, and something with drama and something that's going to, you know, get you an Academy award and all this shit, but you still have to like bring home like the commercial paycheck. So you still have to be like, you know, Frisky's dog food is the doggiest. Yay. You know, and then like, you know, kind of bring that to your, your day-to-day work so it's like that's that's kind of the same thing you were talking about this like unsung hero where it's like oh well you you still have to make those things you know you you still have to give it your all you know so like that's and you know i mean i i like i said i i did enjoy this i mean i you know i i I thought it was kind of cool and everything and 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 basically you know i think the way they defeat the evolved tapir you know basically like making his vision come to fruition but throwing in the twist like where it's like oh we let you think we were dead and it fulfilled your vision and then you were caught off guard and now we can basically turn the tables on you like i, I thought that was a pretty clever plan on dan hokdo's part you know like i i you know i thought that was something that you know it was like oh okay cool like they i i, I think some of the editing maybe kind of was a little like, I, I think if I hadn't watched it a few times, I might've been kind of confused. Cause it's like, there's the dream and then the reality, but the dream and the reality were the exact same shot, yeah. you know? So it's like, it's like one of those things where you're like, wait, am I, it was like, did I miss a step? Did they, they go back and splice the same scene in again, but you're realizing like, no, this, this was the little girl's dream. And then, and then they end up cutting to the reality of what happens, which is pretty much, shot for shot the same thing until you realize that the shadow people that survived at the end of the encounter are actually, you know, the dynamon, you know, your heroes. So you're like, Oh, okay, cool. And you, and you can kind of tell because at that point, like say for example, Ray, you know, when she's dressed as Robin Hood, she doesn't have that 
kind of spooky, gothy, you know, Halloween makeup that I was talking yeah. about before. Like that, the, the, that's all eliminated. So you're like, oh, haha, they've, you know, they've totally pulled. It's like we've pulled a fast one on them, Robin. You know, it's like <laughs> they, it's like we, they totally like you know did a quick change or whatever and and, and pulled the wool over the tailed clan and the the tapir evolved tapir guy or whatever so you know that that worked for me and i enjoyed that and 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 it's kind of interesting seeing the uh the evolution of you know because it's like okay so you guys didn't grow at first and then and then it's like then there was a little guy and a big guy and then and then eventually they start growing and the, the explanation for these guys is that they're you know when they get beat to a certain point, they evolve into a larger form. So it's like, oh, okay, there's another kind of explanation of, of, you know, why that happens, because that always used to bother me on Power Rangers. It's like, well, you exploded. How do you get to grow big if you exploded? You know, like that kind of thing. Like, you know. Do you have anything else on, on Dynamon or any, any kind of recommendations or, or anything else like that? Oh, I, I know this was uh, made in the 80s, but I still feel like it has a little bit of that 70s in it because, mm, like, mm. Ray is still wearing, like, hot pants, which is yeah, prevalent yeah. in early Sentai. So I'm just like, yay, still hot pants. Yes, yes. That's always <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I think that kind of wraps up our talk on Science Squad Dynaman. And, of course, this is part of our Fan Holes Fright Fest, so stay tuned. And after this commercial break, we're going to come back and we're going to be talking about Meiji Ranger. So stay tuned. I'm Captain Benjamin Sisko. Welcome to Deep Space Nine. Red alert. All crew members report to battle stations. Red alert. Shields up. What shields? You start fleet officers. Now start acting like it. Oh. It's just Garrett. Plain, simple, Garrett. Dax, we might have just discovered the first stable wormhole known to exist. The wormhole does bring them our way, doesn't it? Everyone wants a piece of the new frontier. It's much all to become a leading center of commerce and of scientific exploration. Starfleet, one of our most important posts. Quite a motley crew you've assembled here, Benji. Listen to The Prophets, a Deep Space Nine podcast. And here are your hosts, Andrew Leyland and Paul Spataro. Bloody hell. Oh, I love a woman in uniform. Only on TwoTrueFreaks.com. Hey guys, we're back from that commercial to discuss another freaky, and we are discussing the 29th entry of the Super Sentai series, which is known as Magical Squad Features, a group of Super Sentai characters. I think, and Justin can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is like one of the first group of characters that is based on a family unit. Like, it's an entire family of rangers. Like, they're all, like, brothers and sisters and that kind of thing. And I guess they all use their their magical abilities. I guess this is, you know, kind of playing off the whole Harry Potter magic, you know, you're a wizard Harry craze. And so they've got a bunch of magical abilities. I'm going to kind of turn it over to Justin, because I know Justin had prepared something of a synopsis for this, and, and he was going to kind of go into maybe the whys and wherefores of, of why this was picked for Fight Fest. I think Fight Man was the first. Oh, okay, okay, like okay. All, like, family members. But, um, but yeah, Magic Ranger. So I picked uh, episode 11, Night of the Vampires. And this episode originally aired April 24th of 2005. Hoka's night out ends up mysteriously turning her into a vampire by way of the Nightmare Sisters and the Hades Beast Leech. After struggling with her vampirism and attempting to keep it a secret from her family, Hoka and the others eventually destroy Leech. Dawn comes and the humans are cured of their vampirism and wander back home. Hoka, however, is still a vampire. This surprises everyone as she attacks her own brother. To be continued. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. So I, I had several, several reasons for picking this uh, series. And one of them goes back to the old fan host trope of Derek hates magic. I do hate and... magic. I do hate magic. Before <laughs> we get into this, I just want to tell you the opening of this this show... All lies. 
all fucking lies. It's like, magic, it is a sacred power? Lie. Magic, it's an adventure into the unknown? Lie. Magic, it's the proof of courage? Lie. Magic is divine? Lie. Magic is adventurous? Lie. Well, magic is courageous? I'm like, lies! All lies! Anyway, ignoring Derek, uh, I wanted to expose you to something magical and fun, and I really like Magic Ranger myself. And also, I know we discussed this off-air, but as I just said, this episode ends on a cliffhanger, and you kind of suggested, well, maybe we should do both parts, but I was I was kind of against that because, like, I was hopeful that you and maybe some of the listeners would be invested enough in the episode to, like, seek out its conclusion and maybe get into Magic Ranger because, like, I, like, I really like Magic Ranger, and, you know, I'm just, I would be happy for, like, other people to like you know kind of join in and be like yeah magic ranger is great like magic is proof of courage like i'm a total doofus um i I, just spoilers i don't believe that magic is proof of courage but i (laughs) did watch episode 12 so okay cool um and my final reason and i know you did pick up on this uh, (laughs) uh the heavy use of the characters nye and mare in this episode is one of the reasons because they are sexy evil sentai ladies. They are sexy evil sentai ladies. They're, they're like what what is it's like it's like Gothic Lolita style. Well yeah, but it's like it's like it's like baby metal and Morrigan yeah, ba- yeah. Ba- baby metal and Morrigan and like and like what's her name? Misa from Death Note. Like they all kinda got <laughs> smooshed together yeah. into like like this little like pop rock band thing. Like but they're also kind of suck you by like like it's it's yeah it's like it's like a gothy morrigan from darkstalkers kind of and they're kind of these two cute little sexy evil set girls and stuff and i was like oh yeah i I can kind of get behind this like this is and and it doesn't hurt that like i mean meiji pink is 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 pretty cute too and she becomes a vampire and everything and there's there's a little bit of that whole i mean it's pretty tame but you know there's a little bit of that whole you know, embrace the vampire thing where you're like, hey there, like the vampires sucking on other vampires and all this kind of stuff. So I was like, you know, this is, you know, I, I thought it was kind of fun to watch. Like I, I dug it and it fits, it fits our, I guess, narrative of, of Fright Fest, you know, it fits our modus operandi and everything, you know? So, and it, it, I was kind of, the thing that was kind of funny though, is it, it seems like they have this, I, I don't want, it's not an in, in medias reus opening, but like, it's like it's like it's like she goes to the concert and then they cut to the opening which tells you all these lies about magic being courageous (laughs) and then and then um, and then and then it kind of cuts back to like the the regular day-to-day operations and then uh, in the middle of the fight it's like she she's like i'm sick and it's like wait so she's coughing because she's in the sunlight and then like and then it's like she's you know it's like (sighs) i'm a vampire you know so it's like Oh, okay. Like I, I sort of get what happened, and like don't, the only thing I was wondering about was like, like they. I don't know now. Now that I watch both episodes, I don't know if I'm, I'm I'm merging stuff together or whatever. But like, like it seemed like the the plot was to have the the I guess you know beast or whatever. Like because it's like I I didn't get it. Like are they they're vampires, but also that beast was a vampire too, right? Like sort of because he has those little tendrils and. Yeah. They're, but th- he's different from them. Like, I, I don't know. I, I was just trying to figure out, like, because, like, they, they said at some point, like, some of the people that got the blood sucked out from the monster were going to explode. Was Meiji Pink going to explode in the sunlight? Or she, because she didn't. So, like, she clearly didn't. So I was like, they, her blood? Did the bon-? I don't know. I was confused. I don't know about that part. So. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but, you know, Nye and Mare, and even they fuse into, like, Vankyria, monster, succubus. Yeah, so, like, yeah. They, they never, like, explode when they're in the sun, because they, they do fight in the daylight quite often. I know I know it's just, you know, I, I think that's just like a, you know, Sentai, like, just was that... go with it thing, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the thing that was weird, though, was, and, and this is something that I appreciated, too, was I liked when Meiji Pink, because this is, 
as opposed to the the episode we talked about in the first half, like this is a showcase for Mitch Hancock. Like this is her episode, right? Like, like she's the main character. They, they give a little bit of props to Meiji Yellow. Like he's he's there in sort of a backup capacity. Like he's he's steadfast. He's taken all really serious oars or whatever, you know. But like the the but for the most part, the winning sequence where she's kicking the shit out of all the, the bad guys and everything, like. Like well, one I thought was cool because like like I was like dude like I'm like I'm like blow me a kiss baby but then it like turns me into like a puddle of goo or some shit if I'm a if I'm one of these like foot soldier putty type guys because it, it's like her 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 blowing a kiss like will will kill the enemy or whatever and I was like whoa that's pretty awesome and then um but the, the only thing that was odd to was I was like, I, I guess they're watching Dave Knight or something. I don't know like really why murky and not it was it, I I thought I thought that's what it was supposed to be like they were pretending it was. Why does it have to be nighttime? And is, it, is it like nighttime because she would only come out at nighttime? She was just turned, you know. Like I thought that's what they were trying to get at, but I was like, it was really horrible day yeah. for night. Like that's that's the only thing I was gonna like if I had any criticism of this, I was like, oh, that's terrible. That's like a terrible day for like it's like clearly it's in the daylight. There's just like it's just like a, a shadow filter on it where it's like, look, it's nighttime. It's like no, it's not. It's totally the day. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I think that's one of those things that like even if you had like a really nice. Blu-ray rip of that, it would still look really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I thought was kind of neat was like, you know, we we decided several months ago to like pick this episode and talk about it, but like it's kind of funny because like Magi Pink shows up in that Hero Mama League like short I was telling you oh, about. Oh, okay, weeks okay, ago. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like she's you know she's still active even though even though that was a really weird like one-off sixteen-minute special and there really wasn't any fighting it was really low budget and kind of comedic like oh it was just kind of nice to see her like still like you know she's still a ranger and she's got a kid and she, you know she's got like you know real world problems because like you know her personality like in this episode kind of continues because like you, you can kind of see in this episode that she's kind of like you know laid back and she's a free spirit and she's a little bit selfish and self-centered and she definitely loses a lot of that through the series, but she also kind of retains a little bit of that. And even though she's, like, much older in Hero Mama League, she still has some of that personality because her kid is, like... It was kind of like her kid was the adult and she was a little kid, so it was kind of funny. Mm. Is it kind of like like she has a little bit of the Cordelia chases or something like that? Like, yeah, kind of? a little bit, yeah. A little bit of that, maybe. There's, there, you know, the, the other thing that I was I was thinking of was... That like those I guess succubus girls, the sexy evil Sentai ladies. Another thing I thought of, and they're not really twins in this, but like they they kind of by a certain point you realize it's the same entity but split into two, and then they they kind of have those kind of same you know Misa gothy dark outfits or whatever where they kind of look like you know morrigan but all in black and gothy colors and stuff like that. But the other thing was they they would keep talking in unison and yeah. finish each other's sentences and like I, I couldn't help but think of like you know the the mothra twins you know the you know yes. the yeah. you know like and and like that that kind of made me like it's funny because they're they're like i guess you know they they are sexy evil sentai ladies but there's that aspect of like cutesiness like the way they sort of talk in unison and finish each other's sentences and stuff like that. Like where it's like, Oh, you're, you're lulled into like this false sense of security, but then they fuse together and they look like fucking lady devil man. And they're going to like chop off your nuts or something, you know? And I was like, Holy crap. Like this is scary. You know? So, you know, sometimes one would like repeat the other sentence. And like what that reminded me of was like shrapnel from like transformers G1. Oh, okay. Okay. The one that really made me laugh. And I mean, I've seen this episode like three or four times, I guess, but like, there's one scene early on where um, I think Nye is like, you're kind of like a useless idiot. And the other one repeats it. She's like, you know, useless idiot. But it's like the emphasis on idiot. She's just like, baka. <laughs> kind of like yeah, baka. Baka, 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 she, baka. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was pretty funny. Like they, they, they had some good timing, some good bits yeah. between the two of them. You know, like they, they were they, they were funny and cute, you know. Like, so it was like it was, they, they kind of did a good job with that, I think. Can I ask something like what who's sorry this is just me being this, this is my this is my um this is my back cow moment for the show like what is that plant thing's name like is it a plant like talking the the plant that's like 
Desu, Desu. Yeah, like, that's... like it's it that is that what that is? It's a magical talking plant. Is that what it is? Yes, that's Mandara boy. He's basically like you know a talking uh, Mandara plant, I guess. And he's okay. He's, he's okay. kind of irritating. Yeah. And then later, okay. later on, okay. like you didn't even get to like Smokey the Magic Cat, man. Like so, there's like oh, okay, okay, there's all kinds of like weird magical like irritating creatures. Okay, okay, okay. I should have asked you this earlier, but I, it totally like escaped my mind. But like, had you ever seen any Magic Ranger before? No. Okay. No, I, I, I didn't think I, you no. had Ma- Ma- magic. Ma- I'm, I'm like magic's the devil. Like I don't, I don't. I, I couldn't even like to, to tell you like that. Strictly speaking, like I couldn't even watch. Wh- what's the Power Ranger? What is this Mystic Force? Like yeah. I couldn't even watch Mystic Force. So like I was like I, I wasn't even sure. Like I was kind of like, well, maybe the like the the thing that was kind of keeping me going when you suggested it was like, oh, these girls kind of look cute and everything. So like that's that's kind of what I was like leaning hard on. But you know, yeah, I don't. I don't know, like, I just, you know, you, you know me, I just, like, you know, magic, like, what? Uh, I don't like, even I, I remember, like, downloading the subs for Magic Ranger on TV Nihon, and I was into it, and then when um, uh, Mystic Force started, like, I remember I was watching it, and this, this girl I was with at the time kind of, like, came in, she's like, basically, she was like, like you, she was like, what is this, like, the ripping off Harry Potter now, and I was just like, uh, like, it's it's not Harry Potter. It's, you know, it's... <laughs> well, what then? Then go into that a little bit because I still don't really get it. Like they're a family, but they go to school, and like the the green the green Magi Green was there, like in like some kind of you know Harry Potter cloak. Like he was like like chastising her for being like late to school. Like I I kind of didn't like I kind of didn't get like that they were a family until halfway through the oh. episode, and like I I thought like is it like an example? your school for magicians like what what is it exactly i mean i guess i guess to be like perfectly honest i guess it is wanting to capture some of that harry potter okay like craze at the time appeal appeal appeal. yeah Yeah. but yeah you know you know like we talked about earlier they are a family and maggie green is the oldest of his family so he okay okay so that's why he's kind of like the guy that's like Kind of, kind of leading the charge and kind of browbeating some of them. Kind of like, hey, get, get in gear, get in shape. Like, you're running late. You don't know all your spells. Yeah, like that, that kind of thing. Because okay. Because of his personality, you know, he's he's very stern. He wants everything to be his way. He has like a a schedule. It's like you got to do this at this time, and then after that, we're gonna press exactly. magic and blah blah blah. Which is the complete opposite of Hoka. Because you like, you know, she's laid back and she's a little selfish and she does things at her own speed. So they. I think Hoka's the second oldest, and despite that, okay. you know, because of their personalities, like they, they kind of clash pretty often. That's that's interesting, cause cause now that you say that, cause it's like it's like when I was first introduced, I was like I didn't even wasn't sure if he was a ranger, but I could tell he was in charge or at least in authority in that school scenario. But then the other thing I thought was interesting was when they finally like combined in that you know, day for night scene or night for day scene or whatever, that horrible fucking lighted scene. Like when they finally combine, like it, it seemed like she was the one who said, all right, let's combine. And I was kind of like, Oh, like, cause she's like you said, she's the second oldest. So like that, that almost makes sense to me, but then it doesn't make sense. Cause you expect the red Ranger to be the one that says like, okay, let's get in gear and combine. But yet if she's the second oldest sister, you know, like, like there, there's some, she kind of outranks him in the family regardless of of ranger yeah. color right like well, that so i was like oh that's kind of interesting yeah i i think she did all of that because like this was her episode and you know sometimes when there's a spotlight on a certain character like they'll do you know they'll tell tell everyone to like morph and like color mix or whatever but like magi red he's kind of like bond from deca ranger like he's kind of like hot-headed and impatient but like he you know he loses a lot of that later on and i i think he's the youngest and like even though he's red and he technically should be leading them like you've got like green and in like magic yellow who are like more uh i don't want to say smarter but they're like more experienced in you know or more temper. They have yeah. temper and wisdom for their years. Like they're a little more. They they have a little more experience and street yeah. smarts and that kind of thing. Yeah, they're not as green as him. Yeah. 
So after having watched these two episodes, and despite saying magic is not cure, uh, courage, like, would you watch more Magic Ranger? Yeah, I think so. Like, the only thing that, like, I, I, I think, I think it's still on that line of like you know how like we discussed how the mech stuff gets really outrageous and confusing and you don't know what the fuck is going on because there's like you know shellfish flying across the screen or whatever like that kind of thing like i i did kind of get a little bit of that vibe where i was kind of like oh i don't know if i'm going to be able to to me it's like one of those things like okay i can follow science sword you know like i I get science sword science sword's a science sword it fucks you up it's a science sword like it's pretty clear like aura plasma guys is pretty clear it fucks you up right but then when you start getting into shit where it's like and then the meiji kitchen sink and the meiji fucking cloak and the meiji this and that and it's like i don't know what the fuck's going on like this is too crazy you know like so like i could see that but like that i don't know like like this i like I, I mean, if this was a spotlight for Meiji Pink, like, I liked Meiji Pink. I thought Meiji Yellow came off pretty, like, he seemed pretty cool, like, you know, because, uh, like, a, a brother looking out for his sister, like, that kind of thing. So, like, they, you know, handled themselves quite capably. I, I You know, like I said to you, you know, spoilers, like, I did go ahead and watch the second one because I was like, how the fuck is she going to get out of this? You know, like, I, I kind of wanted to know, you know, what, what the deal was. And, and, and again, I was kind of surprised that, like, just because they blew up the monster in the first one, I was like, oh, and they even say it at the end. It's like, that didn't change your back. Like, because most times you blow up the monster, yeah. like, in some of these, like, you know, done in 20 minute shows, it's like, oh, well, then that undoes everything. But in this particular case, it's like, look, it didn't undo it. Dun, dun, dun. You know, like, what are we going to do now? And, um, I thought that was, you know, that, that was uh, a pretty good cliffhanger and, and something that would, you know, lure somebody to, to check out the, the next episode and everything. I'm not sure. I mean, I didn't really get a good gauge of, I think what the, the other, the other sister, you know, like blue. And then I don't know that I really picked up on the fact that red was kind of the youngest and a hot head. So I think I would need to watch more to kind of gauge, you know, how I feel about those characters. But you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I think I, I, I was surprised because for some reason I thought this was newer than it was. And I was like sitting there going like, oh, it's 2005. Yeah. Like, that's not that, you know, like like that. That's kind of before I start. you know, it's like it, that's like pre go and it's pre go and all that stuff. So I was like, oh, this isn't going to be, you know how like we, we kind of have that laissez-faire sense with some of the more recent stuff like post go And I don't think that malaise is anywhere near this show. Like, I think I, 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 let me put it this way. Like, like when you, when you were talking about Ninja, like, I don't know that I'm going to go and watch like every episode of Ninja, but I might go and watch like every episode of me. You know what I mean? Like there's more likelihood that I will watch more episodes of Meiji Ranger than the Ninja and some of the newer stuff. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Thing I'll mention is Magi Yellow. He is played by Matsumoto Hiroya. And he's been in other Sentai series. Like, he was Beat Buster in Go Busters. And he was, uh, I think the character was Minato in Q-Ranger. Like, the galactic singer, wacky guy. I don't know if you got that far okay. in Q-Ranger. But he's been in a lot of okay. other, like, Sentai shows. Cool. This was, this fit our mandates for Fanhole's Fright Fest. We had basically lots of vampires running around in the world of super sentai and lots of non-discernible wolfmen ape men actually yeah that's that's what you guys should do if if tell <laughs> watch you guys like that listen to this and watch this stuff like that's your homework go watch the dynamin episode look at the five monsters i think we all agree that there's the 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 you know karate kid skeleton man guy and there's, you know, Dracula. I think we're all pretty clear on that. But tell us what these other guys represent. What the Tension Han, Third-Eyed Man, like we're thinking. And is that a Wolfman or an Ape Man? I think that's the main that's the main dilemma. It's like the blue dress, gold dress, Johnny fucking Laurel nonsense. It's like, is it an Ape Man or is it a Wolfman internet? Tell us what you do and get back to us. And to do that, you need to contact us at Fanhole's podcast. Did come. And since I'm leading into this, this is kind of wrapping up this episode of Super Sentai. Uh, Sentai Saturdays, and pretty much Fanhole's Fright Fest throughout the entire month of October. So, of course, continue to look to the various Fanhole's podcasts if you want to experience the full magnitude that is Fanhole's Fright Fest. And you can also 
find our backlog of episodes at fanholspodcast.blogspot.com. We're on all kinds of social media, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are on iTunes. We would appreciate any five-star reviews. We are on Stitcher Radio, and we can be streamed there. In addition to Sentai Saturdays, we've got plenty of other epic shows that you can check out. We've got Mobile Suit Mondays, Transformers Tuesdays, Toku Thursdays, Comics Motherfucker, Do You Read Them? We've got... Big in Japan, where we talk about anime. We've got Justice, not entirely dissimilar to Lightning, a Thunderbolts podcast. And we've got the Fanholes podcast proper. So if you liked Sentai Saturdays, please consider checking out any of our other shows. And until the next time, this is going to be Derek. Derek WC. Boaha. Hi. Signing off. And this is Justin. Magic is the proof of courage. It's all lies. <laughs> Baka 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 Bakashi What, what kind of nonsense are they trying to sell me, Justin? Adventure into the unknown. Proof of courage. I don't believe any of that. You, so you 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 want to follow, like, the Nightmare song where, like, humans are, like, a disease and, like, uh, embrace the darkness and all that stuff? No, no. I'm saying, like, you know, <laughs> outer space is sacred. Like, I'm into space time. <laughs> like, what you Adventure into the unknown is, like, you know, space, the moon, like, planets. 
proof of courage is like jumping around like Neil Armstrong on the moon and stuff. Like that's, <laughs> that's magic stuff. Magic. <laughs> I, I I feel like we're I feel like me and you are in Infinity War. And you're you're Tony Stark, and I'm like Stephen Strange. <laughs> you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like your synopsis is great, except it sucks. So let me do it. <laughs> uh, it's like it's like uh, it's like I'm gonna do this podcast, and you and the kid be damned. You can die. You, you and Mike can can, can, be, can just go off and die. It's like then all of a sudden, I, you know, I get stabbed, and you offer up the podcast to Thanos. 